There are hundreds of families who need help with their loved ones. As part of our Subaru Love Promise, Subaru of Gwinnett has partnered with Plan Pethood to help with animal transportation, adoption fees and clinics, and outreach vaccine clinics to help create a better world for animals. We've supported over 320 animals, 541 vaccinations, and 211 microchips during our Subaru Loves Pets Month initiative. To learn more about how we support our furry friends, go to SubaruofGwinnett.com. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. My guys are the most important thing. My, fam- uh, my family and my plays outside of breathing air, they're the most important thing in my life. That's why I'm still coaching today. They are the air that I breathe. Said, all I need is the air that I breathe and to love you. If I could make a wish, I think I'd pass. No cigarettes, no streets, no lights, no sound. Just the air that I breathe. 1201 Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM here at Northport. YBP going on as we speak. Chris Sale was out there. We'll tell you what else is going on. I believe Darius Vines. He's out there throwing right now, but maybe I've said too much, Chris. No, no, no. You're fine. Maybe Ta- I've said too much. Tyler Matzik is supposed to, I think, throw a live BP uh, as well today. You'll hear about his sort of journey to get to the point where he's going to be on the mound right here in Northport throwing live BP today. We'll have that coming up in a couple of seconds or at least uh, before we get off the air today. I do want to mention one other thing about Patino. I think the thing that you really have to look at, all kidding aside, what did he think he was walking into? What did he think? He coached. There's nothing that's changed at St. John since he coached in the Big East. There's nothing. They haven't done any refurb. What did you think the talent was at St. John's? They haven't won. I don't know if I'm right. I'll take a shot. I don't think they've won an NC tournament game since 2001. So what did you think you were going to get? Guys who could move laterally? I went too far. Speaking of Sean Conway, I criticized him. And to quote the Hollies again, Sean Conway, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. It's just slow. How a sideline altercation almost wrecked this team's season. That story in about five minutes. Punching it in from the goal line. This is the drive into the red zone. All right, let's start with Justin Fields on a podcast yesterday. Finally talked about a number of things, including why he unfollowed the Bears on social media. Why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> like I still mess with the Bears. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Okay, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm-hmm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over So he wants the ordeal to be over, and he went off of social media to take a break from football in general. Good. If you want to put it down, put it down. Maybe that's the best thing for you. Maybe your agent is supposed to tell you, hey, look, you kind of have to know if you do anything with your social media, Bears-related, Falcons-related, NFL-related, it's going to be talked about. So why don't we just get off it completely? That would have been the game plan. I'm going to say this. For whatever it is you pay your agent to do, and it's a financial guy probably through the agency, Where's the where's the reasonable guy? Where's the guy who works in reason? Who, do, who What are you going to do? Why would you want to do that? So you're going to have to be on a podcast. You're going to have to talk about more stuff of the stuff supposedly you don't want to talk about. Because if you do something like this, somebody's going to notice. I, I think that a lot of people just assume, ah, I'm not that important. Well, you are. What is in the some pur- people's eyes anyway. What's the purpose of unfollowing anybody? I don't even understand the concept of all this. And how did he not know it was going to cost something? Whatever it costs. Oh, you people. Don't you people me. Like, he's talking and about me that, and you. For that person who said he never followed the Bears, I think that person owes some people an apology. Might have been. That's what I think. Yeah, I, but I think he had different forms of social media is what that guy was saying. He didn't follow the Bears on one of them. Who cares? I got to sit down on a podcast and talk about what I did. I swiped left or I swiped right. I don't even know how you unfollow somebody. Somebody in his agency. And by the way, you're being looked at now because it's, with all due respect, uh, you're, you're not Matthew Stafford. You haven't won. You're not Pat Mahomes. You haven't won. There's talk about you being traded. Why go through it? Here's Justin Fields on his future in Chicago. Of course, I want to stay. I can't see myself playing in another place. If it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love the city's lit. The the fans there, they're great. But um, 
It's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Just let me know if I'm getting traded. Let me know if I'm staying. That's reasonable. He's right. He doesn't control it. But the beginning of it, I can't see myself playing anyplace else. It Why is not? a lit town. I do agree with him in that regard. It's one of my favorite cities. I would ask. Very much lit. I would ask, why not? You get your ass kicked. Uh, half the people hate you. Half the people think you're okay. You've had a couple of handful of coaches. What? What? what why do you want to be in Chicago? You can't picture yourself in where. I think just in case he stays in Chicago, he's saying the right thing. Now, he wants to stay in Chicago, but what about coming back home and playing for the Falcons? Atlanta would be tough. I think they got a lot of playmakers on the team. Of course, Bijan. They got my boy Kyle, and then, of course, Drake. They probably need one more receiver, but um, they definitely got some guys over there. And their defense was good this year, they too. Good defense so. last year. Jesse went crazy this yeah. year. So he sounds like he knows Kyle's who the his boy. Are. Yeah. And Kyle he knew Pitts. Jesse. He knew Jesse Bates on top of everything else. He played GM, by the way. They need another receiver. If I'm going over there, I just like them to know publicly they need another receiver. Because they only have one sign, so he's doing some scouting just in case. Yeah. He, uh, he can see himself playing in Atlanta. He can see himself playing in Pittsburgh. I promise you, he doesn't go to bed at night and only have the Chicago Bears dancing in his head. The uh, Athletic put together their mock draft, and they talk to each local writer. Josh Kendall covers the Falcons yeah, for the Athletic. He he's got the Falcons moving up to number three, trading the number eight, the number 43, and a first-round pick to the Patriots, moving up to number three and taking Jaden Daniels. Okay. So I'm Buck Ballou, very much smiling when he reads that story. I'm in. I'm in. Can I, do you care and about... Matt Miller is the draft guy. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but yeah. Matt Miller is the draft guy, the scout from ESPN. He says he doesn't think the Patriots should take a quarterback because they're a mess. He says Houston, believe it or not, was in a better position last year oh, where they took C.J. Stroud. He said this would be like Bryce Young in Carolina. That's how bad the situation is in New England. So no matter who the quarterback is, he has no chance to succeed. And especially a rookie quarterback. Right. You are setting him up to fail. That's what Matt Miller from ESPN is saying about that position. So maybe they maybe they go out and get a veteran and, and they take Marvin Harrison at number three. Maybe that's a very real possibility. Or they make a deal and trade back knowing they'll get a guy that they need at number eight. I don't know. So I like the Jaden Daniels. I told you, that's the one that I would say, okay, that, that pick to me, yeah, good. Let's ride with that and let's see what happens. I hope Zach Robinson is good. I hope everybody around him sort of treats him the way he needs to be treated, figure out who he is as a kid, maybe put five pounds on him. He's a little bit thin. I don't know if you saw again. Oof, he is a little bit thin. But I, I do think that he would bring him excitement. He He's the only guy that I think is a meter mover. More than Justin Fields, more than Kirk Cousins. I want to tell you something about Kirk Cousins, though. So do you really care about last year before he got hurt? Kirk Cousins got hurt after eight games. He had 18 touchdown passes. Do you know what that is? That's more than Justin Fields had in the year. Justin Fields had 16. No, he was on the way to having a great year. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, but the problem is going to be the money. Can't give him that kind of money. Guaranteed money. Because he's going to look at the contracts now that have become a little bit more guaranteed in that world. And he's going to want, I think he's going to want $100 million guaranteed. I, I was thinking about it. He wants $45 million a year. Here's what I'm going to do. I'll sign a four-year deal. I want 100, 110 million of it guaranteed. I'd love the player. I don't know if I want the contract. How do you convince agents that this Deshaun Watson deal was very much an outlier? We're, we are not interested in that. Well, I think it's going on in baseball right now. There are a couple of really big names who aren't signed because I think we're looking at outlier contracts. I can't give you that because that's an outlier contract. Your guy might be as good. By the way, you almost have to concede that without conceding it. Your guy might be as good as the money you're asking for because somebody else would pay that money. I'm just not doing it. I can't do it. I mean, it's easy for me to say. I'm not cutting any checks, but I couldn't do it. But John Robinson, when he made the rounds during the Super Bowl yeah. week, he says, and he said then, and kind of flew under the radar, but now people are talking more about it. He wants 2,000 yards rushing. He says, with our offensive line, with Zach being at the helm, it can be something special. So let's go for 2,000 yards. Okay. Can I do this? I would rather he score touchdowns. I'm a, I, I know why 2,000 is still a marker in the NFL. It was a marker when it happened the first time, and it's a marker. It's crazy that O.J. Simpson did it, and it's still something that a kid. How old is Bijan? 22? He knows what that number is. You know what I wish he would have said? I want 15 touchdowns. I want Christian McCaffrey's touchdowns. I still don't know how in 14 games, knowing that he was the guy, the only real part of that offense, O.J. Simpson ran for 2,000 yeah. yards. I think he also paid the price because he was kind of, he had one more year. Yeah. That was, then he blew out his knee. Yeah, O.J. innocent. He, he, he was beat up, as they like to say. But it is it is something to be Sean Robinson. 
I know why he said it. Would you have been happier like me if he would have said, I want to be Christian McCaffrey with 15 touchdowns? Because that's what I think he is. Is it 2,000 empty yards of calories? Like, is it that 20 to 20? This team doesn't need that. I need a home run hitter. I just worry about, like you said, long term. But I guess you can't worry no, about that anymore. when you're a GM in the NFL. I can't anymore. Uh, I'm going to burn him out, and then, you know, someone else will get signed or we'll draft somebody else. At That's 20, the life of a running back. At 26 or 27, he could be, look, Saquon Barkley. You know, they might be fed up of him. He's fed up of them. What's he worth on the open market? I've seen him at his best. You know what? I've also seen him in street clothes. Adrian Peterson, same deal with him. And I guess uh, he put some of his trophies, his awards in a storage unit. Somehow someone got their hands. If, I, if I'm understanding the story. Go ahead. Someone got their hands on all of this stuff. And now they're auctioning it off. And the original story was, wow, this guy must be broke. Made over $100 million and he's having an auction off, you know, MVP trophies, Rookie of the Year trophies. He's saying, no, this is not me. This is somebody else, and I am suing to get this stuff back. Oh, so here's how somebody else would get something that's in storage. You didn't pay for storage. And then all of a sudden, you got a guy comes, and he cuts the lock. He says, hey, the reality television shows. Yeah. yeah. So who do you sue at that point? Now, I'll, if you had somebody who was supposed to be paying the bills and they didn't, that's that's fine. You can sue them. But it's still not your stuff anymore if it was sold. Like, if they did everything they were supposed to do, and I have no idea, what is it, 90 days? Yeah, but the story was, oh, he's broke. And he's saying, I'm not broke. I'm fine. Okay. Probably, when was the last time anybody saw him? Been a little bit. What's he doing? He's, he's one of those guys, of I, I bet you he looks the same. Yeah, oh, I bet you it looks like he could But he play. does have a lot of kids, and so a lot of that money's probably going to the kids. Now, we know the story of Big Dom. In that San Francisco game, he's the security guy on the Eagles' sideline, gets into it with Dre Greenlaw. He's thrown out, can't be on the sidelines anymore. The story coming from some of the media there in Philadelphia is Big Dom not being on the sidelines hurt the team because Big Dom was the guy that controlled Nick Sirianni, his emotions anyway. And without Big Dom there... Nick Sirianni got into it with numerous players. There were a bunch of arguments had on the sidelines because Big Dom wasn't there to say, hey, all right, settle down, Nicky. Settle down. So we talk about the get-back guy that just pulls on your belt loop. This sounds like it was a little bit more. If Nick Sirianni needed to be untriggered, he had to stare into the eyes of Big Dom. Uh, and, and I don't even know how Nick Sirianni, if any of this is true. Now, a couple of players are going to come out and say, please, you, who already did it? Somebody already said, if you're believing what the media is saying, they're selling you, you know. Well, what? there was another story that Craig Carton, it was a kind of vague story. There's something that would have upset any man that set the Eagles back this year. And Adam Schefter said that's nonsense. Well, what Craig Carton's saying is nonsense. Because it's a headline and there's no story. Right. Because he's not going any deeper. But here's on This would have threatened the sanity of any man. What does that mean? I don't know. What are they, witches and warlocks in I there? Have no idea. Nick Sirianni shouldn't have kept the job. If any of this is true. Now, here's what I think about the Philadelphia ownership. They might have gotten wrong with this guy long term, but don't you think they're intelligent enough to know that? Like, I see Jeffrey Lurie. Is it Jeffrey Lurie? Yes. Yeah, I see him sitting up in a box, and he looks like he's got it together. With all due respect to other guys who don't, he's not Jerry Jones. You know, he's not Bob Kraft in his prime, but, but he sits there and he looks like he knows what he's doing. How would he not fire Nick Sirianni if any of this hey, was like, true? Calm down, Nick. We'll get a drink later. We'll talk about it. Don't worry about this now. You got, you got a team. You got a game to coach out there. Focus. So he was basically a security blanket. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's Linus. I got Linus coaching the Philadelphia Eagles now. It was like when Troy Aikman was yelling at that assistant years ago. I, I think that Sirianni would sit there and just yell. Gary Williams did that. Remember when he was oh, coaching yeah. at Maryland? He would scream at the two assistants on the bench. There had to be somebody there. Maybe that was the guy for Nick Sirianni. If you don't know Gary Williams, I'm sure there's some YouTube. There were two guys on his bench that took absolute abuse. Gary Williams would sweat through a sport coat. He'd rip the sport coat off, and he'd start screaming at two guys. And nobody could figure out what was happening. And finally, they realized, oh, that's what he does. He goes and screams at those guys to get it out of his system and then he goes back to coaching. I was watching speaking of which and he, he wasn't doing that but I was watching Rick Kranitz out yeah. here and I finally realized after watching him for a number of years it finally registered with me, dawned on me that that's, he's animated. He oh, looks yeah. like he's yelling but yeah. he's not yelling. He, he's animated. He's firing you up yes. because it looked like he was screaming at the pitchers after the live BP session yesterday but then, you know, fist bumps and everything right. else afterwards. Yeah, this is a hug em team. When everything is done with drills, it's sort of a hug em team. But Rick Kranitz is demonstrative, no doubt about it. And some guys want it, need it. Uh, he's got to get to learn what Chris Sale, the catcher has to get to learn what Chris Sale wants. Do you come out to the mound or do you not? Who is he going to sit next to in the dugout? Some guys want to be by themselves. Some want to be with the catchers. 
So that's the other part of having a new guy here. By the way, the more I think about it, Chris Sale is this is a much more important addition than I think we thought about in the beginning. Because in the beginning, it was on a one-year, let's see what happens, can he be healthy? He's on a two-year deal now for $38 million, who needs to be, I'm going to say it now, he needs to at least be a really good three. And if Max Reed goes away, for what you're paying him next year, he's a two. Can I say, when I watch him pitch, it just looks like he's so tall and lanky. Yeah. It's like Randy Johnson. That ball is like, it looks like Supposed he's touching to. home plate. Yeah, at his best. When he's releasing the ball. Go look at his numbers when he was at his best. And he is a guy. He's fiery, like everybody keeps saying that. Uh, they said, re- the, the term that I saw, really intense on game day, goofy non-game day. All right. Uh, whatever works for you. I need for you to be a solid three making 30 starts. Uh, one last story. Bill Belichick, I guess, is making the rounds, uh, the rubber chicken circuit. Yeah. Nebraska announced that Belichick, on Tuesday, will serve as the guest speaker at its annual X's and O's football clinic. So just think about that. Okay. Now he's going around giving the speeches. Oh, because he's telling time. you you're going to start to see the other side of Bill Belichick. It's happening. He's got time on his hands now. He doesn't have to. Do you think he's at the combine? Like, can he? He can get an invite. Sure. If he wants. Who's going to say he can't go? Right. But does he? Does he? Stand oh, with not him? you. You're not a coach. Oh, wait a minute now. Hold on. Do you know what somebody proposed? How about this as a proposal? You know, there's a D.C. job open in San Francisco. I said, are you asking me if Bill Belichick would take it? I said, listen, it'd be a hell of a, be a, hell of a thing for everybody involved. But I think Bill's got something else in mind. Could you imagine him going back to D.C. just because he needs football? Would he, would he take the San Francisco 49ers D.C. job right now? I got to tell you something. Kyle Shanahan would hire him in a New York minute, wouldn't he? Yes. Wouldn't you want that guy around? Yes. But do you think he would take that job? I call no. you today. That being said, no, I don't think he's taking it. Because he's job. waiting for somebody in Philadelphia, yeah. Dallas, or someplace to get yeah. fired. And he's going to get paid to do stuff like this. A lot of money in the offseason. I don't think he's going to like himself. He's not going to like the juice. No, no, I don't think he's going to like himself. He's like you then. Yes, he's not going to like himself. <laughs> this is not really what he does. I'll he's do doing, it. Yeah, he's doing something, but he's not doing what he does. I'll do it, but I won't like it. <laughs> but I'll do it, but I won't be. I don't think he's, he's going to be able to live with himself this offseason. Or what is the season, his offseason. What's he going to do during football? Do you season? think he steps in? Do you think it's that simple if Dallas or Philadelphia struggles? They they have him come in to clean up the mess? It certainly feels like that's what. But, again, I bet the field, whenever something looks this obvious and the dots are all connected like this, because it's sports, stuff happens. Philadelphia goes 7-0 and to start, 6-1 and to start the season. What happens uh, then? Speaking of getting in, we talked about Belichick maybe not getting into the combine. Did the guy give you a hard time downstairs today, the older gentleman? All. Yeah, he gave me good a Good morning. Time. That's what he said. Amanda, did he say good morning? The guy downstairs. Yeah, good morning. That's he said, what well, I have to, uh, let, me, let me see. Oh, he, he scanned the barcode on my credential. Oh, on the way in. He yeah. tried that with a man, and he just gave up. Yeah, that's what he, he did just, with me. He just this thing in. doesn't work. All right, go. Because I was, I I was a little. Meant, I th- but you didn't come down to down there. I thought <laughs> no, you meant the old guy down there. I wasn't down no. there. The guy downstairs, like, he was, I thought he wasn't going to let me in. He was, like, standing right at the door when I walked in. Oh. And he was like, oh, wait a minute now. Let me look into that uh, so backpack you think, there of yours. You think you were objectified as you got out of your car yeah. and you were walking up to the. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. So he basically said, I've got to give this guy the once over yeah, twice. I was singled out. Yeah. Interesting. But I got up eventually. You don't look any different than maybe no. the last couple of days. No, no, not really. I, I mean, mean you've always looked suspicious. Yeah, so I guess that's just in general my look. I don't know. Anyway, we give you a spring training version of BTG when we come back. Is there anything that you care to tease the folks with? Yeah, Steven Strasburg, he thought he was out. Uh, eventually, Evidently, he found out that he's not. If he wants his money, he's going to sink for his supper. Looking forward to that story. And uh, the Bulls. I got a story about the Bulls. I spoke of the last dance earlier. I got a story that I don't even believe is happening. It's the, I believe I'm being fooled. Is it the counter to the last dance? Yes, I think I'm being, uh, this could be a fake. If I may head to the tease, it's not only what they're doing, but where they're doing it. That okay. doesn't make any so sense So you believe either. it too then. So you don't yeah. think you're being duped. The, I, I think I am. After the Georgia seat thing over the scoreboard, I yeah. feel like I have to say, I, I, can't, I almost can't believe yeah, this. That and more as we go beyond the goatee next down here at Northport is where we are for a couple of more days. Spring training going on on the home of the Braves. Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Giving back has always been our culture at Subaru of Gwinnett. During the Subaru Loves to Help initiative, we're partnering with our friends at Rainbow Village to provide coats, shoes, and socks to those dealing with homelessness. At Subaru of Gwinnett, our hope is that these essential items will not only keep those in urgent need protected, warm, and dry, but that it can have a significant impact on their mental and emotional well-being. Subaru of Gwinnett, more than a car dealer. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. 
Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today. AccentRoofingService.com. A lot of room in right center. If he hits one there, we can dance in the streets. The 2-1. Swung line drive. Twenty-four to be no Chilini, the fans, 680 and 93.7 FM. Spring training is where we are, Northport, for the rest of this show and through tomorrow before coming back home. Today's the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. Four to three, Team USA beating the Russians back in 1980. And it's our ex-platform question of the day. Who's your favorite Cinderella team? Tough to go against that oh. Braves team in 1992. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then when we're talking about historically, there's not much better than the USA Olympics. We're getting into a couple of things now. Let's go a little BTG. Wow, Domino tossing I to thought. his very own second. Domino's wow. mind is a vast wasteland of so we're losing, stuff. This is wildly software. exceeded my expectations of stupidity. It's time it to go beyond the goatee. By the way, the Nature Boy is getting a biopic, apparently. Yeah, I'm going to leave that, that one alone. We'll get to that at 12.50. Yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. We'll let you have that one. Uh, here's the Stephen Strasburg story. I don't know. He signed a $245 million contract, and he legitimately got hurt. He had a couple surgeries, and he said, I can't do it anymore. He said, all right, I retire. And what happens in baseball? What's your money? It's guaranteed. It all is, like the NBA. Except, you know what the Nationals told him? We can't expect in spring training. You're still in the contract, guys. So why don't you come here and talk to the young pitchers and be here in spring training? Steven Strasburg isn't buying what they're selling. Now, I don't know who's right and who's wrong, but I do find it interesting. It's the first time I've ever heard where a team was like, hmm, I don't think we're happy paying you, so let's do this. Because it does feel like one of those where you go, oh, no, no, you're still under contract. This means you're supposed to be, be reporting with this baseball team. Have you ever heard that before? I mean, he's retired, right? He's retired. He's injured. He can't play. Right. I mean, I, I've never heard of that. They're telling him it really seems like you're supposed to be down in spring training mentoring young pitchers. What we'd like is for you to come down and it's like Gary Cole, Mike Rizzo in office space. Yeah, we're going to need you to come down to spring training yeah, here's what and I'm talk gonna to the young pitchers. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my bum arm and my bum legs and I'm going to put them on my couch. I'm going to put the feet on the ottoman and you're going to send me my check on the first and the fifth. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, you're supposed to be down here right now talking to the young pitchers. Yeah. I'd like to find out they're fining him, too, for the times that he's already missed the days he's missed. So we shall keep an eye on it because it does seem a little bit unprecedented in that world. Can I give you a Barry Bonds? Whatever you think about it. Barry Bonds has still 18 more intentional walks in his career than the Tampa Rays franchise. That franchise has been around a while. Barry Bonds still has an individual 18 more intentional walks wouldn't you be the so entirety of the franchise. It, the more I think about it, wouldn't you be so frustrated you'd start hacking after a while? I, I'm tired of walking. Uh, he, he saw a pitch a night and he did enough damage. I don't know, man. That's just and then, That would make me nuts. And remember in the old days, that was four pitches. Sometimes they would walk him with the bases loaded. It happened. Adley Rutschman had had, him happen, uh, had that happen to him in college. But, yeah, so he's still ahead of a franchise when it comes to intentional walks. Can I give you a three-game spurt for Dennis Rodman when he played for the Spurs? Dennis Rodman had three games in a row. Zero points, zero points, zero points. Oh, what's he doing out there? He had 25 rebounds, 24 rebounds, 28 rebounds. All right. That's a three-game stretch. The rebound numbers speak for themselves, but I'm going to take the other side here. Go ahead. What if a guy like Carl Malone said, I just, I'm not going to worry about scoring at all. I want to see if I can grab as many rebounds as possible. Because that's, he was a one-trick pony. Because at yes, that he point. Was a, he was a defensive player. He did play defense, too, Dennis Rodman. He certainly understood the offense. Yeah, but not there. But at that at that point, he was trying to amuse himself, not in San Antonio. No, do you know what the story? He made Bob Hill crazy. Do you know what the story of Dennis Rodman is? He didn't want to shoot. He was he was. I don't want to say embarrassed. He had a psychological. He never wanted to go to the foul. Yeah, remember he would kind of be joking at the no free throw doubt. line because of that. He, no, I'm not serious about this anyway. He didn't want to shoot. If he couldn't dunk, like finish there in the paint, like literally at the rim, he didn't want to shoot. But zero points, 25, 24, and 28. That's a three-game stretch. That's the guy who figured out the art of rebounding. Uh, do you like when two, whether you like them or not, two stars get together and do a song? 
How about with a, a duet? Of, yeah, how about a couple of guitars just on the stage? What if I told you it was Post Malone and Eddie Vedder? What if I told you the song was better? Here it is. Audience, audience. Yeah. Because sings like the ear. Here it is. They kick him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that? You're in? Yeah, why are you, you there? You're yeah, there to hear. Wrong. You're there to hear Eddie Vedder speak. She's loud and says she's here And then Post that, Malone. That's Post Malone there. Yep, then Post Malone. I know Eddie when I hear Eddie. I think it's just interesting when you get a little bit of... The audience was thoroughly surprised that Post Malone was actually... Shannon Sharp, you already said about the NBA? You have to be married to be the face of the NBA. A couple of people are like, what's he talking about? You have to be married. If you want to be the face of the NBA, you have to be married. What does that mean? I don't know. I was you hoping to, you would tell me. No, I don't know. <laughs> you have to show a stability I that would, know. if you're not married, a couple of people in, in the, like, what's he talking about? And I, I, he was making a case that you can't, I guess if you're young, um, <clears throat> if, you, if you've had marital problems, you can't be the face of the NBA. I, I don't really think that's a thing. I think sometimes the best player is the face of the NBA. Some guys get ostracized. Trey Young isn't liked. Steph Curry is loved. That's what happens in the world, too. I just don't know where the married thing comes into play. So, that's Shannon. Listen, he's been moving the meter better than anybody. Maybe one day he'll further explain. You're right, though, between uh, Cat Williams and Johnny Manziel on his podcast. No doubt. He, he's the, what, what he's doing to Skip Ellis right now, Skip Ellis is probably ripping his own skin off of him. Skip Bayless probably at some point, seriously, if this continues, he's going to take his own heart out of his body, put it in a jar, and just die in his bed. They were he's getting murdered. A part of first take yesterday, Stephen A., Shannon Sharp, and uh, J.J. Redick, who wouldn't play the game. I don't think these two teams are going to meet in the finals, <laughs> Shannon said. Yeah, we do a lot of things on here. It's hypothetical. That, that's what this show was. The term was, I don't think he understands first take. <laughs> J.J. Redick went on this thing and go, hey, people don't really want me to explain basketball. I'm starting to realize if I did a video about crossover dribbling, whatever the hell he was talking about, he goes, nobody cares. You're on first take to, to, to what? Again, the word, the word demonstrative. No, what you have to be is out of your mind. It would be like, you know, us arguing who would win, King Kong or Godzilla. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'll it's talk not, about yeah, it. It's, it's not going to happen. No, no, but, no. But, but, but it's hypothetical. That's what guys do in bars. Right. I'll talk about that one. That Superman-Batman thing that probably was done by most 10-year-olds if you lived in the right time, it's a great conversation. J.J. Reddick just, look, is he over the top? Yeah. Has he figured out he's probably got to be a little bit more over the top? Yeah. Now, but the problem is he's calling games now legitimately. So he's in that world of, I'm not doing this right now. Well, this, apparently you don't know how this works. I do know, Shannon, how it works. That doesn't sound like you do. Yeah. Are you a broadcaster? All of a sudden you're above first take. Then well, get that's, off first that's, take. that's what it seems. Right. Get off first take because you're going to be calling NBA games now uh, on the on the 18. So it does seem like maybe he's, he's sort of in that limbo. How much do you think it costs? Adam Gillespie, I'm going to ask you. If you don't know, if you haven't seen it, Adam Gillespie. How much was the fine for the guy who streaked at the Super Bowl? I don't know. Uh, $3,000. What do you think? He didn't really streak. He just had a shirt okay, off. What do you think? Uh, 100000 He got hit with a $42,000 fine, an unprecedented on-the-field fine. He was bragging about how he's going to be rich, and at 50, he didn't want to regret the fact that he didn't streak at the Super Bowl. That's nice. $42,000 is going to be his fine. And Las Vegas says he still might have some other charges coming at him. So, Here's the deterrent. They should have escorted him out of the stadium and used his head to open the door, like in casino. Which, by the way, you're in the right town. I think that's legal in, in Las Vegas. Uh, do you know that Amazon $120 million playoff game? Apparently that's what's going to happen, right? Now we're finding out it's $150 million. There's now a report Price. that says yep. Amazon will be paying $150 wow. million meter is moving. for one NFL playoff game. That's like a $30 million increase in 48 hours. Well, and that's why streaming. If they're going to pay money like this, the NFL is going to take the money. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Netflix is doing it. Do you care about the Montreal Expos? What happened? Why did they leave? Um, I do, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think a lot of people will, right. but, but I remember that whole thing. Okay. 1994, right? They were the best team in baseball. That's right. The strike season. And we'll a lot never of, know. A lot of, you know, a lot of people around the Braves organization, even they'll admit, sort of. Like Johnny Bench, when you say, hey, Johnny, if Jim Rice played for the Red Sox in that World Series because he was hurt, 
they would have won. Uh, and enough years go by, you go, oh, you might have. I mean, look at that 94 Expos roster. It yeah. was loaded. Yeah, but they're going to do a, uh, Netflix is going to do it. And I'm going to go back to the documentary I watched about the uh, Patriots in a second. Did you hear LeBron James is out with an ankle? After the All-Star break. Tonight, he's not break, playing he's not against playing Golden tonight. State. Yeah. He's not playing tonight against the Golden State Warriors. Well, I mean, they, they just played on Sunday. Did they? Just, they? they just played five days ago. And then he's got to rest. Didn't he have a few days off before they almost didn't yes. play on Sunday? Yes. He's out oh, with a few days off afterwards. You, you think Adam Silver, who was thoroughly disgusted as he handed over a trophy and just said, you scored more points. Congratulations. I don't think he's even had He had the look on his face like a disgusted father who tells his kids, we talked about this beforehand. I told you. This is what we needed to do, and you still didn't listen. With all due respect to Adam Silver, Larry Bird said it. Again, respect Adam Silver. When Larry Bird said what he said, don't tell me those players didn't hear it. Did you see that new Larry Bird sit-down he had with Reggie Miller and Isaiah Thomas? I just yeah. watched it yesterday. Okay, that I'm telling you, Larry Bird has become it's amazing. Say, he's not America's guest yet. He's incredible at it. For Isaiah. a guy who, the dumb thing, yeah. hick... His storytelling ability is incredible. That whole thing following the 87 Eastern Conference yep. Finals when Rodman said if Bird was black, he'd be just another player. And then Isaiah said sarcastically, he backed up Rodman. Isaiah Thomas said it during the sit-down. You had my career in your hands. That's right. And Bird said, if it doesn't bother me, why should it bother anybody else? He, he had to have a press conference with Isaiah Thomas as he was getting ready for the NBA Finals. That's right. And, and that's Larry Bird being better than a lot of people would have been. But he's in his ability now to sit down and tell a story. He's all over it, like whatever. It's not TikTok, but there are little short clips floating around about Larry Bird. And I guess once I looked at a couple of them, is it true? Big Brother's watching. They keep sending me more. Mm -hmm. So then I watch the whole sit down with those guys. I want to go back to that page. See, I do watch some useful things as yeah, yeah. I do cardio. Yeah, thank How you. How dare you? But did you watch it on your phone? Uh, I did watch it on then my phone. You so I did watch it. I know, yeah. Yeah, you didn't watch it. It's not the same. I watched it. You looked at it. Uh, do you know what this is? This is uh, Pop and Circus. It is. This it's is the Macho Man Randy Savage's ring entrance music. I think of it more as graduation music, uh, but I'm going to be looking today. Later if you're on. wrong. <laughs> I was told, and I'll have the details tomorrow, that Forbes has put out their top 50 colleges in America. If you're going to guess, and I haven't seen it, I'm going to look at it tonight. Who do you think number one is? Uh, Yale. You do. So you, you're, going old you're going old school. You're going Harvard, old school. Yeah. yeah, I, I think they're going to throw a curveball. I think there's going to be one of these liberal artsy type, you know, pay $80,000. And boy, was it worth every I'll never forget when Miss Elizabeth and the Macho Man uh -huh. got back together. Yeah, what happened? And they just played pomp and circumstance on a continuous loop. It would not stop. Not a dry eye to me in a oh, house. Oh, okay. Well, not a dry Adam eye. Adam will tell you. What about this one? What, can you identify? Name that tune. Go ahead. Name that tune. Whatever that tune may be. Yeah, name that tune. Hit the next one. Oh, this is easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NFL what on Fox. told it's the Masters. <laughs> NFL on Fox. Uh, you've heard the edition where the guy sings, right? Yes. There's words to this. Yeah. yeah it's, it's horrifying. Loggins is his last name. No relation to Kenny Loggins. That's right. There's Dave a, Loggins, maybe? Do you think a lot of people know? Dave Loggins saying, please come to Boston. <laughs> you get it, you get it. Do you think a lot of people know that there are actually words like the no. mash? I think people hear the mash theme and they go, there's no words. The, there the, are The movie, there are words. Yeah, Suicide the is painless. Right. That's not the masters. That's, no, no, no. that's mash. So what's going on at the masters now? I'm back to not understanding. It's like the ACC schedule. So you can play if you played in live golf. I think they just got a special invitation. They just invited three people to play at Augusta. I believe. Like scholarships. Hold yeah. on. And transfer portal. They have some in their back pocket that they can distribute. I think so, yeah. At their, they're the masters. They can do whatever they want. No, but Everything's was, at their discretion. It was a guy from Live who's now playing in the masters. And everybody goes, oh, what, it? what does that mean? Because we wanted him to play. That's right. It there will so be no questions, just a statement. And remember that that golf tournament is not a part of the no. PGA Tour. So they can't technically invite Adam. whoever and whatever. You are correct, Mr. Dog. <laughs> Road is your first name, I believe. Adam, do you know if they said there were going to be six players at, at the Masters this year? There's going to be six players at the Masters this year. And they could cherry pick who it is they seem to want. But they invited three people. It's kind of nice. I think one guy plays in Japan. I think one guy might play in the Middle East. They say, come on over. Come on. That's what they have the ability to do. They're so in control of their world. Well, they could turn around today and say, we changed our mind, too. Oh, yeah, we you take it back. stay in Japan. Yeah, we take it back. <laughs> Backseats. Um, one of my favorite actors, I certainly know one of yours, this guy. My no 
you better buy his nickname, the Bear Jew. Now, if you heard Aldo the Patch, you got heard about the Bear Jew. Tired of the Bear Jew. What you hear? It's German soldiers with a club. Bashes the brains in with a baseball bat, what he does. Teddy Ball Game! So that's a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's Inglorious Bastards. And he does Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That way's going crazy! And if it's true that Quentin Tarantino's only doing 10 movies, his 10th movie is coming up, movie critic. Brad Pitt is in that movie. Why would you not be? He won his, he won his Academy Award, did he not? Sure did. Bastards. Uh, no, Once, no, upon, no, a once upon a Time in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. So you know who wants in? Tom Cruise. Tom they're going to ruin it all now. Now they're going to ruin the whole thing. Oh, are they? Yeah. Tom Cruise says... Go make popcorn movies. Leave me alone. He That's won, what I'm telling him if I'm Quentin Tarantino. He won his Oscar uh, for... What was that? That Magnolia? What the, was that crazy movie with frogs falling out of his that, that was... Yeah. What the hell was that? That was it. Magnolia. Magnolia? Yeah. I don't know what the hell was going on, but he won an Academy Award. He realized, oh, that was him acting. I'm an actor. Mission Impossible, I'm can't Top act, Gun. I don't need him in this. So there's word that his people want to get Tom in Quentin's last movie. They don't want to roll again. But it would be good for him because he wants to go act again. Now, Mission Impossible, Top Gun, look at me, I hang out of airplanes. But he wants to go act. I did like when he uh, greeted everybody at the beginning of Top Gun. Not in character. He wasn't Maverick as Tom Cruise. Thank you for oh, coming yeah, yeah. back, Thank to, you the for coming back to the movie yeah. This movie was made to be in theaters. Yeah, he did do that. It's a nice touch. Uh, you're not really okay with him? Like, you're just going to look the whole time and say, what's Tom Cruise doing in this movie? I mean, I'm going to watch. And, and if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. Yeah. I just, it's on the surface, yeah, from the outside looking in, I think it's oil and water, and I don't think it should happen. Interesting. All right. And here's one more for you, because you and I don't understand. I hope I'm not being bamboozled, but I guess they're calling it the No Bull Tour. And it's Scotty Pippen, it's Horace Grant, and it's Luke Longley. And they're going to go around, because Luke Longley's Australian. They're in Tasmania to right. start this thing. Then, allegedly, they're going to Melbourne and Sydney. And I don't know that you can buy its tickets. They're going to be up on a stage, and they're going to basically tell you about the last dance, but in their eyes instead of Michael Jordan's. Here's a little clip from Horace Grant as to what you might be getting if you buy a ticket. I speak my mind, and it's going to be a no bull tour. <laughs> a lot of people really want to ask us questions about that, um, that bull documentary, but just come out and get the tickets, and uh, you hear a lot. The word was that Michael Jordan was afraid of Horace Grant. I, I, I like Horace, Horace stood up to him and grabbed him a couple of times and said, look. I would think so. You, you want to go, let's go. I and would Mike, think so. Michael backed down. That's the word. Yeah, no, no, listen. Horace Grant, if you watch five When you've got a twin brother, you're fighting all the time, right? So that Harvey Grant's his twin. He played in the NBA, too. You're fighting all the time. So fighting's nothing new to you. Yeah, and I think Horace probably at one point probably got Michael Jordan treatment. And he said, oh, oh I don't know if you know this. You can do that to them. You can't do it to me. Robert Paris said that to him, too. They were scrimmaging. He started yelling at Robert Parrish. He said, look, that, that, that stuff's not going to fly with me. That's all I'm going to tell you. So would you buy a ticket to see these three guys up on a stage? I don't know. What, the, what, what is the thing? What's what the doing? counter? I don't know. They're going to show a clip and go, that's because he wants to use the word. I know I'm not going yeah. to Tasmania. I don't even know where that is. Gentlemen, show of hands if you would like to go see the No Bull Tour. I, I didn't raise mine either. I don't think I'll anything. watch it on television. I can't, I'm not going right. to you know, grab a seat no in an auditorium somewhere. So here's I'm going to say something right now, and I can't believe two episodes in. Whatever you thought the last dance was, if you have the ability to watch the New England Patriots, it's called the Dynasty. The first two episodes are telling me it's going to be better than the last dance. I don't know if it's going to be 10-part worthy. That's where you get a little bit wonky. Uh, but I think the way it's shot, they had stuff from Tom Brady's childhood. They had stuff from draft day. Uh, they had Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel sits down. Bill Belichick sits down. Ron Kraft sits down. Brady sits down. So you're talking Bledsoe. to every main character. And then so. The Bledsoe story from Drew Bledsoe's mouth. We had Bledsoe on. It was really fascinating to hear him talk about it. There's video of him being, he's stretching on the field when Brady's announced as a starter, even when he's eligible to come back and play. The guy puts a camera on him as they're stretching before a Monday Night Football game. He says, well, you got the camera on me. He said, because you're a starting quarterback in the NFL. He said, no, I'm not. I just would like an opportunity to play. Camera goes off. I had no idea they had footage like that. So you're saying better than the last dance. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I recommend this Patriots documentary. And I'm going I'm to hate on what I want to hate about them. But there are going to be moments where you go, good Lord, did they get it right? Now let's talk about what else happened on this date, February the 22nd. 
There's a lot of history rolling around in Domino's brain. Time to get some out. Off we go. It's the Week in Sports History presented by Urology of Greater Atlanta. With locations across the metro Atlanta region. Visit us online today at UGATL.com. Chris, I think you would be interested in this. 1920, the first artificial rabbit was used at a dog racetrack in Emeryville, California. Fluffy scooter. I've been at, I've been at dog tracks. It's an amazing thing when those dogs actually get a whiff of what's happening. That that rabbit goes by, and those dogs who haven't been fed. I'm saying it. I'm not saying. Oh yeah, they starve those greyhounds. There's no doubt about I, it. I watched a guy drag a greyhound after this 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 dog lost a it's race. Terrible. I watched a guy drag a, a dog about 40 feet because he was pissed at the dog because I guess it didn't close. That's a that's a horse term. That's dog racing term too. And that guy's There involved. goes Swifty. That was the other one that was big at, at Dog Track. Swifty. 2011 on this date, Freddie Freeman and Jason Hayward land on the front cover of Sports Illustrated. And Freddie doesn't look like the same person. No, the picture is a really nice picture. It was, it was one of those moments. Boys of Summer, I think, is what it said, I believe. Might have been, right, because it was spring training. We were, we were at spring training, I think, the week that that thing came out. I was also there, I think, when the Uptons and the Upton and, and Upton might have come out too. That uh, uh, speaking trainer. of the Uptons, on this date in 2015, B.J. Upton announces he will go by Melvin Upton Jr. Hmm. during the upcoming season. Should have stayed with B.J. Yeah. in retrospect. Nobody much cared. I, I looked at that guy and I couldn't believe that was the same guy who put up all those numbers. He looked lost in a Braves he, he had eight weeks. Go look at what he did. He had eight weeks in Tampa that, you know, in the middle of the year. It wasn't like Beltran in the postseason. He had like an eight-week stretch that got him paid. The Melvin thing wasn't going to stick. I don't know why he wanted to do it, but whatever. Uh, this is one of those deals where it's common sense. 2017 Major League Baseball adopts a rule change in an effort to speed up the game as a pitcher will no longer, for an intentional walk, have to throw four pitches. Just right. send him to first base. Well, why did it take so long? I, I don't know. Well, because they always thought if there was a man on, you're setting up an opportunity for a wild pitch or a pass ball. That really was what it was. You know, a couple of guys have got you know, scored on what could have been an intentional walk with nobody on first. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's much easier this way. Much cleaner. Just, you, just you, circle, you just circle your finger. That guy goes to All right, place. so when we come back, it's another edition of Ask Brave. Yeah, are we doing uh, Michael Harris? Um, let's do Michael Harris if that's what you want to do. It's your segment, Domino, well, and I, I, am, I am here to follow your orders. It's the people segment. Somebody sent me a question from Michael Harris. We went down there today. We asked Michael Harris. All right, so Michael Harris plays Ask a Brave, and the Nature Boy getting a biopic, it appears. Those stories are next down here at... Northport is where we are. Spring training ongoing as live BP has concluded. We'll give you some reactions to that as well. Tyler Matzik, just after 1 o'clock, too. Here on Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. There are hundreds of families who need help with their loved ones. As part of our Subaru Love Promise, Subaru of Gwinnett has partnered with Plan Pethood to help with animal transportation, adoption fees and clinics, and outreach vaccine clinics to help create a better world for animals. We've supported over 320 animals, 541 vaccinations, and 211 microchips during our Subaru Loves Pets Month initiative. To learn more about how we support our furry friends, go to SubaruOfGwinnett.com. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. Domino, Cellini, the fan, 680, 93.7 FM. Today is the anniversary back in 1980. Team USA knocking off Russia 4-3 at Lake Placid. L. Michaels there with the call. And as you said, like Jim Nance in his back pocket, that was not Al Michaels. Oh, no. That was just something top of mind. Oh, he That's why he's the best ever. Listen, Nick, he couldn't believe what he was saying. They lost, I don't know, Adam, look at the number. They might have lost like 11 to 2. Might have been in Madison Square Garden a couple of months before. And it was man against boys. And again, to advance to play the gold medal game, they had to win. It wasn't going to be a tie thing. So that's our ex-platform question of the day. Who's your favorite Cinderella team? I think I'm right about this. Ken Dryden might have been in the booth with him, the goalie. Ken Dryden actually 
again, because not a lot of people were watching hockey, Ken Dryden was the perfect partner for Al Michaels because Ken Dryden knew the game, knew the international game. Uh, Al Michaels can call anything. We know that. And he respected the fact that Al Michaels was the play-by-play guy. He let Al Michaels do his job. Do you remember who we had on from that team? Do you remember the three guys we had on from that team? We had Jim Craig, Mike Ruzioni. Who's the third? Kenny Morrow. You know why we had Kenny Morrow on? We were talking about some of the greatest early winners. Ken Morrow left that team with a gold medal. He won four straight Stanley Cups with the Islanders. Four straight. He had a five-year run where he picked up a gold medal and four Stanley Cups. Which is beyond... Incredible. Anyway, if a guest joins us like they did, they would join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Are you brave enough to take that first step? If you are, consult the find a yeah, I want out of this marriage. Feel that way at Hobson and Hobson at areyoubraveenough.com. The Rock will produce a Nature Boy Ric Flair biopic through his company, Seven Bucks Productions. Now, that would mean somebody would have to play. Right. Ric Flair. Do you have two different Ric Flairs or do you use prosthetics and or CGI? Because so, he doesn't look like the same guy now. Oh, because the other part is, um, are you? is the story his life or is there a part of his life? Like, if you're going to do the whole thing. I think you do the whole thing. Oh. I mean, he's talked about his whole life. He was adopted. His father never really believed in anything that he did. His father said, you know, this wrestling thing, you're a failure. So that's probably why he became the person that he became. Yeah, it's going to be tough for somebody to actually play him. You know, I, I I think I told you I saw the, the Iron Claw movie and whatever from because I didn't know those guys well. Ric Flair is so like who do you get to play him? It's gonna be tough because then I gotta imagine you gotta have two guys. I think you have to have two guys. Might make the most sense. What makes sense too is as a Braves fan, asking any questions you wanna ask, you oh. need to go to Chris Domino's Twitter handle That's at right. Chris Domino, and then Chris Domino will pass it along like you did today, right? Yeah, maybe we'll do it at times friendly during the season. Uh, if it's a question, you have an opportunity to do it. Send it over to me at Chris Domino at Twitter, as Nick said, and you could have your question asked and answered. So here we go. Michael Harris was, the question that was sent to me was, how many different uniforms, teams, uniforms did Michael Harris wear before he became an Atlanta Brave? And now it's time for Ask a Brave with Chris Domino. You've got questions, and Domino guarantees he'll get the answers, or he'll eat a baseball. Still would like to see that. Or he'll get drunk and ride a bull in a speedo. I think he'll do that. I think there's a better chance of you eating a baseball. I think. Or he'll pay you three thousand dollars. That might be his money. Yeah, that's well. well, That's the one. Good luck getting no, because good luck getting money. I already owe you enough. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right about that. Best of luck collecting, pal. All right, Michael Harris. How many uniforms did he wear growing up before he became an Atlanta Braves? Twenty-eight. No, different number. I was three, and we were the Astros. We had the red, the red vintage Astros with the the gray pants. Actually, was Astros twice. Braves, Astros. Uh, Georgia Yard Dogs, East Cobb Astros, OTC Ballers, MGBA, Georgia Bombers. Oh, Game On, Game On Bulls, Atlanta Blue Jays. Yeah, I guess I think I got it. <laughs> I think so. So he played for East Cobb. He had to drive to the other side of town to play baseball. He played all over. By the way, that comment about being three, T-ball. Did you? T-ball starts at three? Is that a real thing? I he think said Nico was four. He started playing time. T-ball at three, and they had Astros uniforms. They had Astros uniforms. They and would then, all chase the ball everywhere. Right. That's then, what I remember. Then we figured out he was on eight different teams before he got drafted by the Atlanta Braves. So I guess the travel thing, there's some move around. You, you get bumped up. That, that's... The guy's 17, 18 years old. He's already traveled all over the place. And he is, uh, he looks like he's been hitting the weights, and you're a little bit worried about that. Well, I'm, I'm just a little bit worried about, um, you know, I want him to be able to play center field the way that it looks like a gold glove center fielder can play. And I, look, here's the thing I'm not worried now. I'm talking about five years from now. Because what is it we do say? If you have a tendency to be a little bit bigger in the legs than the butt, you have a tendency to be a little bit bigger in the legs than the butt. What do you do about that if you're playing a position like that, if your wheels are your business? Uh, then I do get a little bit worried because 23 is one thing, Nick. 28, 29, 30, something else. I, I do worry about it. But you mature over time and yeah. your body's going to change. Yes. Yeah. You can't put on – you know this and I know this. You, you know, we can joke about Pablo Sandoval. I'm not talking about that type of weight. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being a gold glove center fielder. So you can you can push weight, but you better be doing all the other things too. You know, the good news is this staff has them work in pliability and all those types of things, the, the movement resistance stuff that you have to have. 
I just get nervous. What would happen if I went over there while they were working yeah. out? I said, let me give this a whirl. What would they say to me? Um, the security guard would come over, right? He'd yeah, stop me. Like, who, who are you asking? Nobody would say anything to you. You'd just be thrown out. Like, well, what do you think? They're going to talk that's, about it? That's what I'm saying. Who who would throw me out? Somebody would say something. Oh, if they no, threw me out. Would they, the yellow shirts come over and no, throw no, me no. out? I'm going to tell you what's happened. they got a couple of real strength guys in there. So they're going to they're gonna walk up to you. They're still not going to say anything. I'm power clean in a while. Let me see how this, uh, this whole thing works. I don't think they're going to ask old man security guys, all of them here. And by the way, all look like great retirees. Look like they enjoy coming to the ballpark. It's not going to be them. It's going to be the guys actually in the weight room. They're not calling over anybody that you've seen so far walking around this building. Right. What's the median age of the guys working here? And I say this respectfully because they're uh, so all very polite. If I had to guess, I'd say 62. I say a little bit higher. I think it's 65 plus. Like the guy downstairs that was sizing me up as I mm-hmm. walked in, I think he was profiling me. Yeah, I think so. That's what I think From he was From the parking doing. lot, it yeah. sounds like. Because yeah. he was standing right at the door when yeah. I walked in. That guy was seven he if he was a day. Yeah. If guy. I wanted to walk in, that guy wasn't stopping. The guy down Somebody here. else would have arrested me, but that guy wasn't stopping. No, no, that's what I said when I was told uh, your services are no longer needed at, at the USB. Yeah, that I need security security guy Lou, who was about 70-something years old, he looked, like, out. he looked like Asa, the guard at the bank in Andy Griffith. Right. Well, what is he going to do? If I decide to pitch a fit, what is the one security guy at WSB going to do? Don't call him. Don't call anybody. I'm going to leave. Jimmy and Domino, make this easy on both of us, will you please? You know, we were friends because that Please was, go quietly. That's the guy that used to wake me up at 5 o'clock in the morning when I didn't go home, when I went right right to the studio from Buckhead. I swear to God, we had a relationship. I don't want to tell them that because I don't want to get him in go. trouble. I think it's time to do some show prep, Domino. He, he would, listen, all I'm saying is sometimes I wasn't alone, and he would say, okay, time, time to get up. He woke me up, and I didn't want to say that because I don't want him to get in trouble. What was he going to turn on me and all of a sudden throw me out <laughs> turn, of the building? Turn heel. I don't want to do this, but I have to. It's my job. It's not personal. Tyler Matzik and Chris Domino had a conversation earlier this morning. We'll hear it when we come back as we are here in Northport for one more day. Domino and Cellini on the home of the Braves. It's the fan 680 and 93.7 FM. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. There are hundreds of families who need help with their loved ones. As part of our Subaru Love Promise, Subaru of Gwinnett has partnered with Plan Pethood to help with animal transportation, adoption fees and clinics, and outreach vaccine clinics to help create a better world for animals. We've supported over 320 animals, 541 vaccinations, and 211 microchips during our Subaru Loves Pets Month initiative. To learn more about how we support our furry friends, go to SubaruofGwinnett.com. Hey, Alana, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today. AccentRoofingService.com. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. 